0: Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast downloaded over 1 million times worldwide and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage, coming to you from Ngunnawal and Ngambri country.
1: This is episode 276 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we turn left. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published and if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. When we asked our community for some ideas for podcasts and articles, one of the innovative topics raised was doing a hike where we only turned in one direction. Recently we put this into practice, and while we thought we would have a bit of fun, we didn't expect to learn some things about ourselves and hiking skills along the way. In this episode, we lay out the ground rules for this hike, bringing you a series of on-trail recordings and finish off with some lessons learned that may aid you in a similar adventure. For us, this was a unique walk and one that we're glad that we did. Now, before you progress with this podcast, I'd recommend that you go to the advice section of our website and look at the written version of this podcast, which has a series of photos as well as a video that you can follow along as you're listening to our on-trail podcasts, and put a picture to what we're talking about as we go. So why did we do this walk? I think for us, apart from it had been suggested by a community member, we have got a, a real shortage of time at the moment. And to do a walk that we haven't really done before involves travelling out of Canberra, doing the walk and then coming back again, which ends up taking a fair amount of the day. We can manage to find at least half a day, Uh, so we decided to revisit some sites we are very familiar with, but to do them in a different way. Uh, And as we mentioned, this is where we only turn in one direction, or gives us a chance to have a look at familiar walks in an unfamiliar way. So in setting the ground rules, and these really are arbitrary ground rules they nobody else's rules apart from ours, and this really brings in the concept of hike your own hike, so doing what you want to do based on your plans, nobody else's. So we set up a series of arbitrary rules that suited us and we thought that were achievable. So we wanted to pick a starting point close to home so no vehicles were involved. We wanted it to take no more than four hours because that was roughly what available time we had. We wanted to only turn left um, uh, or go straight ahead. Now, if we had, had only just done left, we would have ended up coming back around in a circle very quickly. I was going to say,
0: it would have been very short.
1: <laughs> now, I'm a bit of a, a sci-fi geek. I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. And there is actually an episode called Turn Left or Turning Left. And in that episode, it changed the future by turning uh, one direction rather than the other. So this this piqued my interest, and that's why we picked the turning left concept. Did it change the future, Tim? I think it, I think it might. Have done. <laughs> Going straight ahead was allowed, as mentioned, uh, and that gave us a bit of versatility. But we weren't allowed to turn right. And when I say turn right, if the trail it has no turns and it veers towards the right, that's fine. And we had one instance on the walk we're about to describe where we actually veered right and then were presented with a left-hand turn. Uh, So that was okay. We wanted to avoid going off-trail and off-road, so we wanted to have a designated road or a designated trail uh, or management road rather than just wandering through the middle of the bush and bush bashing. Distance-wise, really didn't concern us too much, but as I said, time-wise, we wanted to work within a four-hour time frame. And last but not least, we wanted to do the least amount of planning that we could get away with. And that might sound a bit of strange, because normally you tend to plan hikes uh, to cover every aspect, and certainly I do. But in this instance here, we talked recently about options for doing hikes to make things just a bit bit different, and one of those was Strava art, where people can make patterns and designs, including things like T-Rexes or bicycles or all sorts of things, just by walking along the road. But to do that, you have to virtually plan that out on computer to start with and then deliver it by walking the uh, the hike to get that trail map showing up to be in the design you want.
0: Yeah, there's no way that our map turned out to be <laughs> any creature
1: whatsoever <laughs> no so i think from our perspective the planning we did do was really more about making sure we could deliver the overall concept so i did a bit of basic planning because it was no good turning left and all of a sudden finding out we we're 20 kilometers from home and there was no way to get back because we'd gone into a, a bushland area that had limited turns and options so i I did some basic planning a few days beforehand just to see if it was possible, and certainly it was, but that didn't quite end up how we'd planned, and we'll talk about that a bit more at the end of this podcast episode. Okay, in this next section of this this podcast, you'll hear a series of of short on-trail recordings from the day, not overly long recordings, but it'll give you an indication of what we were thinking as we were traveling along, and that will follow with the, the lessons learned, to help you potentially do your own similar adventure and things that we did learn from it. Good morning. It's nine o'clock. It's Saturday. Jill and I are just about to start our turn left hike uh, with the aim of coming back to exactly the same place we've, we've started off and there's two ways we could really look at this one is i could have sat down and with strava or with garmin and planned this walk out to the nth degree with every turn in place Uh, and that's what you're doing in strava art you know creating images or creating uh, uh, connect the dots but in this case here i just wanted to have a bit more of a a wing it and see how we go i've got a general idea of where we are heading and where we're going to be finishing up The hardest thing from what I could work out is going to be getting back to this exact same spot. So we can get back into the suburb, okay, without too much problem. But again, with only turning left or going straight ahead, uh, it's going to be a bit harder to get back to this point. So we'll see how we go when we get to that stage.
0: Yeah, I I do think, um, you know, we can have a good walk uh, turning left. But the temptation to turn right right at the end is going to be quite a difficult one to overcome to get back to the same spot so we might have to do a bit of an extra loop around to make that happen.
1: I'm fairly familiar with all the area we're going to be covering today. I've I've walked it all one way or the other over the years and over the last few months, so I know it fairly well. I think we will probably be somewhere between about two and a half to four and a half hours. Although again, from my... That's a big window, That's a big window. (laughs) But from my perspective, I haven't planned a specific length of walk. That's not what what concerns me. It's more about seeing seeing where it leads us. So we're just about to head off. Uh, We'll see how we go. We've been going for around about 40 minutes now uh, and we've, uh, as expected, we've had to do one loop uh, and cross back over a road we walked along to get in the direction we're heading. So that was a, a thing we were aware of. One thing I must admit, I hadn't thought of it, about it. When I looked at last night, I think I've taken potentially the wrong road and we've gone a bit lower on the base of Mount Ainsley than I probably needed to be, or we needed to be. And now we're ending up with a y branch which is definitely a left turn or a right turn and ideally i want it to go right so what's going to have end up happening uh, and again it depends on how we interpret what we're doing but you know if we we set the rules about what we're going to do jill suggested that we go to the right of the tree and loop around almost like a roundabout but we'd have to take the right hand branch to do that
0: well we're kind of going straight ahead so we just Going left on the roundabout and doing a full circuit, that's all. But again, you know, what you say is we make the rules. If we think that that's a bit cheeky, um, we'll continue on left and do another loop and, uh, and head up higher into Man Ainsley.
1: Yeah, and that's that's where I think I expected to be. So we are going to end up doing another loop, and we'll see how that goes. It's around about 10.20. We've just stopped to take a morning tea break in a, a semi-shaded sort of area. Uh, The forecast for today is 33 degrees Celsius, and when we left home, it was around about 18. So the temperature is starting to uh, climb reasonably steady, uh, which is not my preferable hiking conditions. So we're taking a few more breaks than we would do for the distance we're covering. From the last recording we did, we ended up having to loop back around, and it's almost like... Um, I'll put some diagrams on the the write-up of this uh, this walk. It's almost like taking a square and just expand, expanding it out and expanding it out to get where you want to go, or coming back in again the other way. So in this case here, we, we knew we had to loop back round and come over the way we were, but higher up. Uh, so we ended up on the, the trail that's called the Kokoda Track, which is the summit trail from the War Memorial up to the top of Mount Ainsley. And we've taken a, it's not a designated trail, but it's, it's, a, it's a fairly obviously worn trail across the side of the mountain. Uh, and I must admit, I don't know that I've ever actually come through this area before. I've been, as a child, I used to play over this mountain and come up at almost every day. And even as an adult, I've walked it most days that I've been around here. So I'm fairly familiar with this area, but this is an area that's new to me. So that's one of the benefits of doing what we're doing, seeing things that we haven't seen before.
0: Yeah, and it's a lovely little spot. And, um, you know, with the the weather warming up, it's uh, sheltered as as well. Um, There are birds and kangaroos and a little joey over there. I can see it um, reasonably close. And it is kind of a nice little adventure because it it is in the middle of uh, more formed tracks that that we would normally walk on and so uh, we're getting to see a little bit of a different view. Uh, As Tim said there's definitely a track here not well worn but you can see the track and obviously it's frequented uh, sufficiently to keep the vegetation down
1: yeah and i think it's it 's funny I mean Canberra is built on a series of um, green spaces and they you know it 's known as the hills, ridges, and buffer zones, so you always tend to have greenery on the hilltop so it, it, you know it 's a bush capital that 's what we 're called and even though the houses from where we are now is probably six hundred meters away, you just don 't know you 're in the city uh, it is very much bushland and i 'll do a a video which I'll put on, uh, uh, as I said, on the written version of this, just to show you what it's like. All right, we'll have a bit more of a rest and then we'll head off. It's 11.37, we've just come back to our starting point, so the distance was a a bit of a guess from our part, Uh, it really depended on where we went and uh, which turns we had to take. So I thought somewhere between roughly two and a half to four hours approximately, and I thought potentially up to around about about 11 kilometres, 8 to 11 kilometres, I thought was where we'd be.
0: Yeah, so a warm day today, so uh, about 27 plus degrees by the time that we finished. Um, so it was a little bit hard going uh, towards the end. Um, but yeah, really enjoyable experience and um, one we're looking forward to talking about.
1: So in this next section, we're just going to go through and do a review because there wasn't an awful lot that we learned that we just didn't even think about before the start. So uh, keep on listening and find out what our recommendations are for doing this type of walk. Okay, now that you've gone through and listened to those on trail recordings, we'll get back into what we learned and what we thought about the actual adventure itself. From a perspective of how did we go, I think we pretty much achieved most of our predetermined set of rules. We really did only turn left or go straight ahead. Although I think where we were possibly a bit weak was, did we go on to a de- uh, only stay on designated trails or designated roads? Yes, we did, but we were being a bit creative in a couple of instances where we were, there was definitely a trail there, but it wasn't a formed or a marked trail as such.
0: And I think I would have been a little bit more creative at certain points like, walking around the tree to the left so that we could then go straight ahead to avoid a right-hand turn. Tim wasn't keen on that one. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a debate about, you know, how, how strongly we needed to stick to the turn left idea.
1: And I think that was one instance. It was almost a bit like a roundabout. Uh, it was a roundabout <laughs> yeah, at a yeah. T-intersection was the best way I to do it. I thought that was a fair thing. <laughs> yeah, and that, that was the sort of discussion that it created. We also had another instance not long after we started where we wanted to get into bushland and one of the things we uh, we hadn't thought about is do we have a left turn that will get us there? <laughs> uh, and initially the answer was no. We'd actually, uh, just as we normally would have walked into bushland, uh, because we'd set these rules, it took us back out into the residential areas again. So we then had to walk down the road, uh, turn left at a laneway we were familiar with come back around, turn left again (laughs) before heading straight up uh, and into the bushland itself. So you'll see there's a map on the written version of this podcast that has a couple of things that look like these little square loops for want of a better term that were the only way we could actually get back again to to maintain our arbitrary set of rules.
0: And it's an interesting one because – You actually need a bit of patience and also a bit of determination. So stick to your rules, but also a little bit of patience when you realise that your rule is getting in the way of your own progress.
1: So we managed to get ourselves up on demand, Ainsley. Now, we had to at some point turn left because had we have gone to the next potential left turn, uh, that would have taken us down on to another section of Canberra City, and it would have added roughly around about 3 kilometres, maybe even 4 kilometres to the hike itself, uh, because it would have taken us well and truly out of, not our comfort zone, but it would have taken us past where we would have had an option to turn back again. We certainly could have got back again, that was an issue, but it would have, as I said, added that distance and taken us outside our time frame. Had we have gone straight ahead over the top of Mount Ainslie, that would have pushed us uh, well and truly on the other side, and that would have probably added another 10, maybe even 15 kilometres to, yeah. to the hike itself. So we knew we had to part way up the mountain, find a left-hand turn, and we did. It was probably, for want of better a better term, a goat track. It may have even been an animal track because we came across some kangaroos, but was actually a track that people looked like they actually, or animals at least, came across. So we had one instance where... We ran out of track, not so much that the track wasn't there, it's just that the trees were so thin and sparse, it was a bit hard to tell whether there was a track there or not. So we persevered and kept on going and then joined up to the management road, so then turned left again, back down to the bottom of Mount Ainsley, and we virtually ended up going straight ahead because had we have gone left where we were presented with the first turn, we would have ended up going back out Mount Ainsley again. Yeah, that's right. uh, And going around in a circle. So we ended up going a bit further uh, straight ahead, going onto a lower trail which forced us into a trail that pushed us straight ahead and then that that, that then brought us back out into the residential slash urban areas of Canberra Um, and we almost ended up paralleling our earlier walk in the morning but sort of 30 or 40 metres away, and that took us back to a location that we could eventually ended up walking up the access road to Mount Ainsley for vehicles that allowed us to turn left again <laughs> uh, and then left back down the laneway we walked onto the mountain on, and then that allowed us to complete the circuit coming back to our end of our walk two hours and 28 minutes later and roughly around about 7.98 kilometres.
0: Yeah, and it was really interesting because we had the route of the very last part of the, uh, the, the walk sorted and uh, we got to what turned out to be our very last left turn. But we had planned on doing another three or four left turns along the way and we stood there and went, oh, all we have to do is – Left turn here rather than go straight ahead and then left turn, left turn, left turn. And uh, we would be back at the start point. So, so we did all of this planning in our head for that particular, you know, last sprint and got it really wrong. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think, you know, as Jill mentioned earlier on in this episode, for us, that was probably one of the things that really made this walk. It, it forced us to really stop and think about where we were going because normally if we had been doing this walking anyway we know this this area of bushland so well we know where the connecting roads are we would
0: have been on autopilot yeah, would have been,
1: yeah and we wouldn't have had to think about it yeah we would have gone left or right as the, as the case may be but we would have managed it but when we when we set an arbitrary set of rules and i suppose when you translate that to bush hiking uh, um, or hiking out of national parks, sometimes if you're not following a marked trail and you're going off track, you may need to stop and think, where am I actually going and how do I actually get there? And it may not be as obvious. So it did force us to stop and really talk about what, what we were doing and where we were going. Had I have sat down and spent a couple of weeks planning this on really detailed maps, we could have got it to down to the, the finest detail that wouldn't have required any decision making as part of this process.
0: I think then it would have been a perhaps more s- stressful experience because, you, you know, you've got your head down and you're looking at where you're supposed to be going rather than where you could be going to stay within your own rules that you've set. So... You know, I, I think it was a bit of fun. I think uh, we did talk a lot more than we would normally. We did laugh at each other a little bit about who who was willing to break the rules first. <laughs> I think that was me. <laughs> but, you know, um, it just made what was a very familiar environment quite different.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it did actually present us. I mean, I had a picture in my mind how we'd end up coming back to the start point again and when we got to what was one of the last turns, uh, we were presented with a right-hand turn, yes. uh, which, which wasn't going to work for us because I, I'd assume. Oh, you know, <laughs> the the only other option we had was to walk across the the, the main road through the middle of a roundabout, across <laughs> the main road again, and then get back out to where we needed to be. So I thought that's really just breaking the rules a bit there. So it forced us to walk along. Uh, the road, uh, which I hadn't expected, which managed to get us back to where we needed to be. Uh, but we had to stop and think about, okay, what are our options and where is it, where is this going to take us? So, as I said, it, it forced us to really communicate and to think about the location and think about where we were in the landscape.
0: And I think uh, it also forced us not to stress about uh, how close or how far away we were uh, from uh, where we needed to get so you know we were quite relaxed about the whole thing that might have been different if we were in unfamiliar environment in unfamiliar bush um, not sure how we would have gone in that case but certainly for easy familiar walks and adding a bit of spice to them and adding a little bit of interest this was a good uh, experience
1: yeah, and I'd certainly be happy to do it again. And I think, you know, next time we might even go right and <gasps> s- and, and see where that takes us. And it's, again, you'd think, okay, well, if we have turned left, we should be able to get there, okay, just reverse it. But in thinking about this as I'm, we're doing this podcast and doing the write-up, it doesn't quite work. Again, the right-hand turns don't quite match the left-hand turns on the way back. So it's it was a good bit of fun and something that we really enjoyed. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from
0: me.